Hey, everybody, what's up? It's Thursday. It's Kaplan and crew. Grande and the Brown Man are going to jump in here shortly. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Hey, if you are thinking about something fun to do this holiday season, let's say you've never been to Seven Mile. You've heard me talking about it for the last three years. I've never been. A lot of people get there and they're kind of surprised. They're like, I didn't realize this was just a place to play cards and have really good food and a good drink and a smoke-free environment. It's not some mega hotel. It's not a concert venue. It's not a supposed pool scene. You want to play blackjack or poker. You want to go to Sammy's restaurant and bar, which is amazing. Uh, try the Kung Pao chicken. I know you think it's pizza and salads. Try the Kung Pao chicken. That's all I'm saying. Um, if you want great food in a smoke-free environment, it's not like hundreds and thousands of slot machines. It's just table games. And it's all happening seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Click that QR code. Uh, and make sure when you're in there, you tell them, hey, you're a Kaplan and crew listener or viewer. And uh, that's how you found out about them. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. Uh, let me talk about our people at Prize Picks. Um, so this past week, I really, I, I know Browner is going to wind up killing me because I told him that I listened to my friend's kid who's a college student in Santa Barbara. And that kid has what he calls his goon squad. They come over and they try and do their own algorithmic sort of analysis on how they're going to play prize picks. They gave me a play the other night. It was like Damon Stoudemire for 11 total rebounds and assists. And Browner's like, no, man, that's not a good play at all. I think you go less. I was going more. He's like, I'm telling you it's less. And Browner was right. And the other part of that play, by the way, was Kevin Durant to have five assists. Um, I played more on that. He had like four. So I completely lost that. It was a $20 play to win 60 bucks. On the other hand, I had LeBron James to score 26 and a half points. I went more on that and I won that. And they gave me the discount that was on Taco Tuesday where it was the uh, Giannis 13% discount. And then Giannis went way over the 28 and a half. I mean, he went like 35. So I was even for the night. And uh, now I'm about to do something I've never done before in prize picks. I'm going to combine hockey because I'm going to my first NHL game next week that I haven't been to an NHL game in like six, seven years. I'm going to combine hockey with basketball, with football. You can do it all on prize picks, prizepicks.com slash great friends, prizepicks.com slash great friends. They'll match your first deposit hundred percent up to a hundred dollars. Most of you know that by now, many of you have already decided to play. We invite everybody else because it's a lot of fun. And tomorrow we'll give you our prize pick lock of the week on the show. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. We'll see you there. Um, and one other mention here at the beginning, I want to mention our friends from Mushroom Life because Mushroom Life during these Christmas holiday time, they're saying to you, look, you buy $50 worth of product. We're going to give you an additional $50 worth of product. This face lotion. I love this stuff. Use it every day. Smells great. Makes my skin on my face feel good. When I got a little dry spot here and a little dry spot here, it gets a little flaky and gross. This stuff has been terrific. Mushroomlife.com slash great friends. Use the QR code. You buy $50 worth of Mushroom Life products. They send you an additional $50 worth of products that they're inviting you to try. So it's a great deal. And by the way, this would make for a really nice holiday gift. All right. Mushroomlife.com slash great friends. Let's start the show. Hey, everybody, what's going on? It is Thursday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew. Got Grande, the brown man. Got Jack, the dog, walking behind me here. 
Uh, we're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. And I'm going to say, as we just get onto the airwaves, as we just get onto the stream of YouTube, as we just get cooking here on all the audio podcast platforms, same goes for TV tonight. I'm jumping right in. There's no sense in wasting any time here. So it's done. It's over. And a year and a half ago, at the trade deadline, when the Padres acquired Juan Soto, I mean, we had incredibly high expectations because the Padres were kind of doing what the Rams did. They were going all in. Worked for the Rams. They won a Super Bowl in their hometown. Didn't work out for the Padres. They made it to the National League Championship Series. And frankly, uh, most of us celebrated after they beat the Dodgers like they'd already won the World Series. Guilty. Guilty. So we thought when they traded for Juan Soto, this was going to be the future. And last year, at about this time, one critical mistake was made by the Padres organization that I promise you, and, and hey, I hope I'm wrong with what I'm about to say. I promise you it will haunt this organization for the next 10 years when they sign Xander Bogarts. Here's why. Because by signing Xander Bogarts and giving him all that money, they had two shortstops. They gave the wrong guy in the wrong position the money. And now we find ourselves where we are today. Where, frankly, the Padres' best all-around player, at least last season, and considered one of the best all-around players in all of baseball, a generational talent is how people describe him. Juan Soto's gone. And, and people have been hitting me up from the very beginning. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Here's what I think. Juan Soto at the end of the year, statistically, he's a great baseball player. No doubt about it. He's a very young guy, and he's probably got a long and successful Hall of Fame career ahead of him. $33 million this year, somewhat reasonable for the numbers that he puts up, but he's going to want 50, and the Padres are never going to pay him that kind of money because the spending spree is over. We're actually going to go backwards now to what the Padres used to be. And I don't mean like way back in the day because they're still going to have all these guys and they're still going to pay all these guys. But the, the explosive spending is over. And it ended when Peter Seidler's life ended, not to be so dramatic. But I'm just telling you guys, man, the mistake of, of Bogarts will haunt these guys. And that's why we are where we are today, where we find the Padres having to trade Juan Soto. And I assume because of the pitching that they brought back, and we'll get into it, Probably the end of Blake Snell, based on what he's going to want. And when you look at how the money is spent, I don't know how they're ever going to win with, with as much money as they have at the top and not even having anywhere near that access to that kind of money going forward. So I'm pretty down on the whole situation. I'm, I'm down on the trade. I would have loved to have seen the Padres give it one more shot. I understand the desperation because they know they can't sign him long term. So I understand the move, but I also don't trust AJ Preller at all. And so you may love the move. You may think that they just restocked their pitching staff, but I don't trust this guy and I don't trust the moves that he makes. And he's annoying as hell. All right. I'm just rolling. Uh, we're in the seven mile casino studios. It's Kaplan and crew Grande Brown, man. I'm looking for first thoughts. Grande to you. Uh, my first thought wasn't going to be this, but I'll just respond to what you said. I don't know how they're ever going to win. For a guy that loves to look up north, up to five freeway, and mm -hmm. compare this organization with that organization, mm -hmm. that's how you win. The Dodgers don't have eight $100 million players. The right. Dodgers have their superstars. Mm -hmm. Now, 
the Padre superstar need to play like superstars, number one. Mm-hmm. And then number two, this, this farm system, we'll give AJ Preller credit on this. He keeps getting top-ranked farm systems if you give him the time. Every, every, yeah, yeah. So that's how you win. You get your superstars to play like superstars, and you build and build and build all this talent from, from, from below, which this mm-hmm. organization really hasn't really done. Mm-hmm. But that's how you do it. You know, okay. look at the, look at the Dodgers okay. pitching. Look at look at the Dodgers pitching rotation this year. Mm-hmm. Was it littered with Cy Young winners? No, no they were all exactly hurt. It was littered, all young dudes littered with young kids who they brought they up through just, their system. That's and listen, right. and they performed. I'm just, I'm just giving you the counterpoint. I okay, agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think that this president of baseball <laughs> here's an answer, not, right? But it, like, to, I, I like I said, I wasn't going to start with this. But to answer your question, how mm-hmm. are you ever going to win? The only hope that this Padres fan base can have is that Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis. Xander Bogarts play like their contracts tell them tell us they could play and number two all these they got a lot of pitching guys now not just the guys they had from New York but there's a lot of dudes down below that are very highly rated as far as prospects go so we better hope and pray that those dudes pan out that's really kind of it you got a lot of you got skill talent players down there that that are highly ranked you got one of the most hyped catchers in the history of baseball, who's 17 years old down there. Like, so you should better, better hope, man. Better hope those dudes pan out. Mm-hmm. At least a few of them. I'm curious. Where were you going to start? Oh, I was going to ramble about some nonsense about how I hate the media. I started yesterday with Browner mm-hmm. about how I hate the media, especially when you're dealing with East Coast media and New York media. Mm-hmm. When the Padres do it, it's looked at as like, what are they doing? What are they doing? Oh, my God. They traded for Juan Soto. Why'd they give up so much for Juan Soto? They gave up Mackenzie Gore and CJ Abrams for Juan. Like, why would they do that for Juan Soto? And then as soon as the Yankees give up every single, you know, 20-year-old arm they have that anybody likes, everybody's like, well, he's the next Ted Williams. So, of course, you would give that up. Of course, that, you know, the, the Padres got fleeced is what I'm seeing, you know, mm-hmm. because it's Juan Soto. He's generational. Yeah, I got it's news just, for everybody. I, I want to tell everybody something. When, when when people started hitting me up going, what do you think about this trade? Here's what I think. Um, Juan Soto, statistically, a great, great baseball player. The stats tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, is he a motivational personality? I don't really think so. Is he a guy that everybody follows his lead based on his performance? I don't really think so. Um, did he have any plays that are so incredibly impactful that they come to mind immediately? You're like, oh, remember that night when he hit that bomb home run when they were down by two and they had run? I mean, I just don't. Really... Yes, he has one of those. Yes. Well, oh, he has one? When they played the Dodgers in the playoffs, okay, the so, most so important. So, so he has one. Okay, great. But what I'm saying is, is like, I don't look at him as having like this incredible impact. In fact, I was saying he makes a lot of boneheaded plays in the outfield. And, (laughs) you know, listen, the numbers got accumulated as the season went on, but how impactful were they? He as an individual looks great on the back of his baseball card. How did it translate to winning? I think we all agreed. I think we all agreed with that. No, Browner? I think we all agreed that those numbers looked... I mean, maybe you were conflated. Yeah. No, no, no. They were conflated. Yeah, yeah. We all agreed. I I think we all got a little disillusioned uh, watching him play every single day. Like watching him play every single day, it's not like you picking up a highlight video on YouTube watching him with the Washington Nationals. Right, like like Aaron Judge. Like when you watch Aaron Judge, I see Aaron Judge on highlights, so I think he's a superstar. I see Bryce Harper on highlights throwing his helmet and hair flying, and I just see like what I think is a connection to the crowd, and I I see a superstar with impact plays. Juan Soto is kind of like, 
in some ways, you know, Tony Gwynn was so great because the statistics said he was so great. Um, but he wasn't like the flashy, exciting kind of great. You know what I'm saying? Like Fernando Tatis is. So I'll let Browner go. I'm sorry. I just, in September, mm-hmm. when the Padres, before the Padres made their run, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were, we, we all buried them. They're over. I had a funeral for them. Remember that. Uh, Juan Soto in September. Mm-hmm. 340, 10 home runs, 29 RBIs in September. In September, with an on base percentage of 440. Mm-hmm. As opposed to in August when we needed him mm-hmm. and when we were thought, like, hey, they didn't trade anybody. They're going for it. In August, 219, five home runs, 16 RBIs. That's what I that's what I'm trying to say. Is that is that the numbers use the word conflated, Brown? The numbers they look good at the end of the year, but where was the impact when you had to have them? other than the one night against the Dodgers. Brown, what do you say, man? What's your first thought on all this? So you need him on the team. Everybody agrees on that. They moved him because for financial reasons, they had no choice. Mm-hmm. I disagree with everything you said, Scott. <laughs> everything. <laughs> From the beginning to the end, I totally disagree with it. Okay. Now, what they got in return mm-hmm. is what they needed. Mm-hmm. The Yankees had it. They got the best that they could for him. Mm-hmm. And I said, when they did trade him, it won't be something where you go, woo, look at this, though. This is a good trade. You're going to be like, who are these guys? But we watched them play every day, man. Every day. And none of us were satisfied with it. Mm-mm. We all walked away going, yeah, he's good. good. I mean, he's good, but we all walked away. We all he's walked good. away with the but, same. Right. Like, eh. he's, he's good, but but like, right. like, like is he so, is, is he like so really is he as great as everybody else thinks he is? Because he has this funny way of getting into the batter's box. And we all said no. We all said no to that because we mm-hmm. watched him every day. We watched mm-hmm. him kick the ball around in left field way too many times. Mm-hmm. So for me, again. I would have preferred he stayed, but now that he's gone, I will say this and to massively push back. So Rigby, get your get your get your bracket ready. I'm gonna give you a number one seed. Mm-hmm. Xander Bogarts will have a better year next year than Juan Soto. Oh, and to me, that's not crazy to say because the guy's a multiple time champion and an All Star and a Golden Glove. Soto wins Golden Gloves because, you know, people go, oh, who's that guy? Well, Soto, yeah, put him down and left. They don't watch it. They don't watch it. They can't because we did it. We went, how did this guy have a Golden Glove? So I think he's going to have a better year statistically at the plate than Juan Soto because what this team needs now is togetherness. This team actually needs a team effort now going forward because you tried to buy it and it didn't work. So now – the idea that A.J. Preller can't, you don't trust him to make the right move. He traded for Juan Soto. You don't trust him to make the right move. He signed Manny Machado. We don't trust him to make the right move. He traded for Fernando Tatis Jr. He traded for Blake Snell. He signed, uh, 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 what's this kid's name that everybody, like Joe Musgrove. Like, mm-hmm. he, all, he did all these things. It just hasn't worked out to this point. Again, for me, if you want to poop on him because of managers, I got no say on that. Do your thing, you know, get busy, get the tissue ready. Outside of that, he's making good baseball moves. Mm. So the, let me the ask farms you a question. Hold, 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 one more, one okay. more. Okay. One more, one more, one more. I got one more. Hold on. Let him go. Let him go. One more. I got one more. System, the farm system has mm-hmm. always been in good condition under him as Shiny. president. 
Mm-hmm. Right, because at the end of the day, you really need those dudes to get people like Juan Soto when the time comes. So now they need those dudes, you're right, Alex, to produce. It's time to produce. Jackson Merrill, it's time to produce. I don't think we'll see Ethan Salas next year, but when we do, it's time to produce. And so now it's on him. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, it's, yeah. Now but it's I on think- him. I got to push back a little bit for as much Please. praise as you want to give the guy. I, I want to push back too. Yeah. So I got, I got away. a word. No, I got a word that is one of, I think the 2020, the word, the Kaplan and crew, the Kaplan and crew word of the year mm-hmm. is malpractice. malpractice. Oh, now, really? I don't it know. Really? Yeah. I didn't know I malpractice declare. was the word of the year. I, I do that? declare. I, I do declare. Wait. Oh, I'm so no. sorry, but I thought for sure the word of the year around here was bandwidth. Okay, excuse me. No, no that's been, been, on this that's show been around forever. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bandwidth, yeah. Okay, so bandwidth yeah, yeah. was 2022-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Bandwidth was 2019 when we were oh, driving up and down yeah. from Callaway and all that crap. This is like time person of the year. Who was the person of the year last year? Who knows? This the word year. of the year is malpractice. Yeah. Malpractice. Word. Now, I don't know what word goes before <laughs> malpractice, uh-huh. but AJ Preller is guilty of roster Managerial. malpractice, Managerial. management malpractice, budget malpractice, chemistry malpractice, because if you're going to sit here and tell me of all the great things that he's done, the number one terrible thing that he's done, maybe not number one, but at the top of mind, is having to trade. Juan Soto because of a budgetary thing. And stop. Nope. Nope. Stop. <laughs> God, I hope everybody's watching this because listening to it's going to be fun, but watching it's 10 times better. Make sure you go to our YouTube channel or be on tonight on television, seven o'clock, channel four, San Diego's our home base. Go. Listen, he put himself in the corner. Of hey, having he put, baby? To he put baby in the corner. No, AJ put Preller in the corner. Oh, AJ Preller put AJ in the corner. All I know is that AJ's in a corner that he put himself in. I have to trade Juan Soto. I don't have money to afford thirty. Don't. I'm not even talking about extension yet. I'm not. I'm talking about 2024. Mm-hmm. I don't have money for 33 million dollars in arbitration. I don't. I'm sorry. Who could have seen it coming? Who could have stop? Who could have seen it coming? <laughs> <laughs> stop listen stop. stop all i see all i know is this at this moment where we sit here today and i text mm-hmm. you guys what i tweeted last night this great president of baseball operations this incredible general manager that browner loves because he's built a great roster and he's got a shiny farm system oh here comes here comes the knockout punch eric cosmer is your fourth highest paid player in 2024 that happens around baseball. Just, but man. let that breathe, man. I know, I know it does. But it but when you're in the sort of financial circumstances that the Padres now find themselves in, in debt to players because of the overspending, um, just let that let that sink in. Eric Hosmer, who A was terrible, B was dis- despised, and and C no longer plays here. Eric Hosmer is the fourth highest paid player on the Padres going in the next season. Gosh, he no longer plays. Just burn you up. He no longer plays anywhere. Just got to burn listen, you up. Because that's going to be Xander Bogarts in like five years. Hey, man, Stop listen, it. listen. That, that, I ain't got no problem with that. that Xander Bogarts hit 290 left. I would, I'm just I, would, I would rather have him away from old. the team than get on the wrong side of first base in a Padre uniform. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. I'm not like, I'm not. Him gone is worth yeah. the money. Yeah. I'm okay with that. No. But let me, let no. me, let me, let me address something because 
the payroll situation. Let me address that. Okay, because then I want to push back. Go ahead. Again, push away. How, I don't how, think I, I don't think how, we can say I got, I got a rel, uh, relatives in town. Just, and they brought their dog. No, they just knocked on the they just knocked on the door. That's my dog protecting oh. this home. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't I don't want to put the payroll on him totally because now we understand that there were mitigating circumstances on why the payroll may have ballooned to the way that it did in an effort for Peter Seiler to put this team in a competitive position so he could go out with this team as a World Series champion. So I wouldn't necessarily put that on him. I would would say that this is what Peter Seiler wanted, to compete financially as much as he could with what he had and the time he had left. So now, now he's got to figure his way around that. That's the only pushback on the financial part that I will have about it because I believe that played a large role into why they spent the way that they did. Well, let me push back. So I it's said like a this Andrew, in here, dude. Yeah, yeah. It is. Boom. Bam. Boom. Bam. Boom. Push. Push. Look, I said signing Xander Bogarts is a big mistake. And you here's did. why. Here's why. Because when you have two accomplished shortstops, you don't need a third. And by signing a third, now you have one guy who doesn't want to play where he's playing, another guy who really now doesn't have a position, and and you've got all this money wrapped up into a guy who's good. He's really good. But then here's what happened. Here's what happened after you signed Bogarts. Once you signed Bogarts, you had to sign Machado. When truth be told, had you not signed Bogarts, you could have played it out with Machado last year. And if, by chance, at the end of last year, Machado decided, I can opt out right now, today, based on the season he had last year, Manny Machado would be an available free agent, potentially. He could opt out, and he could go elsewhere. So I ask you this question. Is anybody going to pay Manny Machado right now the $35 million that the Padres are paying him for the next nine years? Is is anybody in baseball going to give Manny Machado a nine-year $35 $35 million a year contract, which is what the Padres have remaining with him. And I'm using round numbers. So if they're not 100% accurate, everybody relax. But I'm asking, because remember, what I'm getting at is this. Bogart's signing meant that to keep Manny happy and to say thank you for what he had done the previous year, they paid him not for what he's going to do, what he did, and to make him happy. I thought I think that these decisions follow each other. By the way, I'll say something else. The U Darvish contract, giant disaster. Well, let's talk about real quick so we don't forget the status of every guy that's under contract for a long time. Tatis is the only one that I'm like okay with because, and I'll throw Mus- Musgrove in here. Okay. Manny Machado, tennis elbow surgery. Xander Bogarts, wonky wrist. Joe Musgrove, shoulder cap injury. U Darvish, stress reaction in the elbow. And nobody likes Jake Cronenworth anymore. That's where we're at. I just, I, I don't, I would take Xander Bogarts out of that. I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about Manny, his personality, his attitude, and the clout that he kind of has over this team. So to to respond to Scott in 15 seconds, I would say that I wouldn't have signed Manny Machado, and I said it when they did it that I wouldn't have done that because that's the person who you let play it out to the end of the year because Xander Bogarts can play third. That's right, what they should have done, but they so didn't So do AJ that. did do something wrong. Mm-hmm. Malpractice. Oh, oh. Yeah, there's the word. Contracts, 
contract the the malpractice. The word of the year. All right, well, hold on one second. We got. Oh, I didn't know y'all wanted Eric Hosmer on the team. I didn't. Let, know, I didn't know that. Let, uh, That's good. Let, that news to me. Okay, we'll do this. We'll keep We'll keep going. I know this is the topic everybody wants to talk about today. Hey, a reminder for everybody that we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studio, sevenmilecasino.com. For those of you that are watching on TV, Alex will throw up the QR code. You can just use your phone, use the QR code, and it'll take you right to their website. You can learn all about it. It's not a mega hotel and a concert venue and thousands of slot machines. It's blackjack and poker and TVs to watch games and great food and a smoke-free environment and a great location seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. More on the trade of Juan Soto next. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. We'll talk a lot more today about the Juan Soto trade and, um, and before we actually get back to a, a lot of strong opinions around here, we'll go through the details of the trade for those of you that are listening and watching. Also, uh, the pro football doc is stopping by today, so we'll get ourselves prepared as we get ready for the weekend of the NFL. And uh, also, Fat Tony is stopping by. You remember how I said uh, earlier in the week I wanted to start doing great friends check-ins? Well, today's our first one. Fat Tony's coming on, and he's got his event to promote at the Walmart in Chula Vista that we've been a part of every year for like the last three, four, five years. And I, this is like, we're kind of getting late into the season and Joe Rigby's come down and helped and Tommy, Tommy's come down and helped and Larry, the Birdman has come and like so many people want to come down and help. And yet it's, it's getting late and the event is coming up this week. So I know I even messaged Tony, like, honestly, I messaged like three weeks ago and I was like, dude, let's not let this come to the very end this year. Send me the stuff. Yeah. And we both got crazy busy and we both let it come to the end. Let yeah. Do that so, so fat Tony's coming on today. Um, you guys may remember the name Carlos Montoya. He was a producer for Scott and BR years ago. And Carlos, apparently Alex, I think he either saw the show and saw you were in Vegas or maybe <clears throat> he saw you on social media in Vegas. No, I told you we, 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 uh, we were on the same flight back from Vegas. Oh gosh, we, man! I must have forgotten. We I were on the same flight back from together. Vegas. We hung out in the at the terminal, uh -huh. waiting for our flight. Got to meet okay. his wife, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, and my wife. We, we hung out for a while. We had a good conversation, dude. They're great. So Carlos has an art show coming up. I want to say in Carlsbad. I'm not 100 percent sure, but anyway, the point is, is this: Carlos, like, yo, man, I ran into Alex, um, in Vegas, and you know, can I give you guys a flyer and you guys maybe help me out a little bit? I'm like, we'll do you one better. We're starting to do great friends checkups for the holiday season like reconnect the audience with people that they know from the history of the show and we're gonna bring carlos on next week paul vaden the boxing champion heard the shout out that we gave him the other day on the radio and he said to me i'd love to come on which would be awesome i've been Big talking to boxing today by the way oh yeah tell the me amazon getting into the boxing world they signed an oh. exclusive uh or not exclusive but they signed a deal with premier boxing championship the pvc which is mm -hmm. kind of blown up on uh, so now Amazon's going to start streaming fights. Boxing. Wow. Amazon, do this if you're going to take over Bob. You're going to start buying boxing. Because you guys know Showtime boxing is dead. Yeah. Do a do a yeah. ranking and only allow people to fight that will fight the ranking. Like one against 10, four against five. Don't let guys make their own fights. You know what, Don't, though? We'll never he, get what we want. We'll he, never get what the, the public needs. Here's a piece of advice for Jeff Bezos. Um, go into boxing the way Dana White went into Correct. mixed martial arts. Because with your money and your influence, you could own boxing. Literally, could quickly, own quickly. own boxing as a, like as a UFC kind of league. All right, I, I'll talk more. Uh, lots of people listen. If you're a great friend 
and you've been out there for a long time and you feel like we should do a catch up, maybe we should um, hit us up, hit me on Twitter, hit me on Facebook, Instagram. Now's the time, baby. It's the winter ratings book that we right. love. So we've got, we've got Carlos, we've got fat Tony, we've got Jason Finley, we've got uh, Paul Vaden, and I haven't even thought about who else needs to make an appearance on the show. Um, I haven't even really put a lot of thought into it yet. So stick around, everybody. All right, let me go back to Juan Soto. And before I do, I just want to remind everybody about our sponsor, Prize Picks. Browner, I know the other day you were you were kind of gloating. You were you had that victory dance. Yeah, I was. Because I here's was. what I did. I, I said to Browner on the air, I said, I'm going to play on Prize Picks. This was on Tuesday. When Tuesday, I said, I'm going to play um, Dame to have more than 11 rebounds and assists combined. And you said, take less than. And I said, no, I'm going to take more than. And um, I no, told you, you that only, my. You only my, took more. You only took more. Right. Because I said less. Right. Be I quick. took more because you said, I said, the goon squad who has a. These are a bunch. They're a bunch of college kids that probably like smoke weed and like sit around and have discussions. And then they come up with picks and then they send them to me. And so the goon squad told me, take more on Dame. And you said, take less on Dame. And yours was like a quick opinion. Theirs was like highly researched. You were right. They were wrong. And you felt like you had to do a victory dance on me. Yeah. Terrible yeah. research. Yeah. Do you know that I've won so far 13 entries on prize picks, a grand total of $624. Now, I only, have, I only have $254 in my account, but they're at least telling me, bro, you've won 13 times. You've won $624. Now, again, I've got 250 fo. But I've won 624. How about that? Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. They'll match your first deposit 100% up to $100. You put in 100, they put in 100. So get in the game because uh, we have a great time with this and uh, we love it. So uh, click on that QR code for those of you that are watching. And um, for those of you that are listening, prizepicks.com slash great friends. And tomorrow we'll have our prize picks lock of the week. Okay. So stay tuned for that. All right. Let's go back to Juan Soto. Before we go back to a lot of strong opinions, because I know everybody's feeling emotional about this trade. I think a lot of people are feeling like we had a shot. We spent all this money. It didn't work out. And the one guy who's kind of the odd man out is Juan Soto. By the way, don't forget, he's not the only guy out. I mean, Blake Snell, if, if somebody's going to try oh, and convince me. Trent Grisham. Well, I haven't gotten there yet. If you're <laughs> going to try and convince, because Trent Grisham doesn't really count to me. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, and he's the big winner in all this, Trent Grisham. Oh, man. Trent Grisham's the big winner in all this. Okay. Because Trent Grisham goes from, you know, us kind of laughing at him every night that he can't hit to him going into the pressure cooker of New York City. And by the way, Browner, your prediction on Xander Bogart's having a better offensive season than Juan Soto, it wouldn't surprise me because as we pointed out, Juan Soto performed really, really great in September when the season was long over. And when the Padres absolutely had to have him in August, he was not very good at all. What is Juan Soto going to be? This isn't Washington, D.C. This isn't no. little San Diego. This is New York City, Yankee Stadium, Yankee pinstripes. And, brother, it's going to be a whole different world. But before, but before we get back to it, Alex, set up mm -hmm. for us, if you don't mind. Sure. What? Let's go through the actual details of the trade. Because a lot of people are talking about Juan Soto leaving. I'm not so sure everybody's talking about what the Padres are bringing back. So go for it. 
Mucho pitching, dude. Mucho pitching. Michael King, right-hand pitcher, uh, I believe 28 years old. Uh, Drew Thorpe, who led all of the minors in strikeouts last year. He's 23, I believe. Randy Vasquez, also right-hand pitcher. He made his debut for the Yankees last year. He's 25. Johnny Brito made his debut for the Yankees last year. I believe he's also 25. And a very experienced uh, defensive catcher, Kyle Higashioka, who's been with the Yankees for about six seasons. So you got four right-hand pitchers, one catcher, in exchange for Juan Soto and Trent Grisham. Okay. All right. I mean, analytically speaking, you traded a very, very good outfielder in Juan Soto mm -hmm. for, and you desperately needed pitching. You needed experienced major league pitching and you needed up and coming pitching. So I don't right. know if it's spin zone now because the quotes coming from AJ Preller definitely made it seem like, we were nowhere in the same universe as far as extensions go with Juan Soto. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's spin zone now, like, hey, we weren't even going to resign him, so we might as well trade him. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if that's where we're at or if they truly, truly, if Scott Boris and Juan Soto are like, yo, we're going to get paid. Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to get paid. And, and we're and, not going to even listen right. until next uh, summer. Why would you? Or because here's the thing. Let Shohei Otani set the market. I'm not saying you're going to get more than Otani. I'm just saying let him set the market. Man, listen, hey, this is why, again, this economically had to be done, and they got the best that they could for what they absolutely had to do. You want to pay this guy $500 million? I don't. You want to you pay this guy 45 to $50 million nope. a season? Because that's what not. they're going to ask for. But not. he's a generational hitter. He's the next Ted Williams. Yeah, but, but, I'm a, but, but listen, but he's not. I don't care if you're on the East Coast, the West Coast, the South, the Midwest. No baseball player is worth $500 million. They're just not. And he's 25 by the time this happens. So you're looking at a 15-year deal. So you're at 15 years at 40, starting at 45 million and escalating up because the longer you go, the more people are going to be making. So a $500 million contract for him, no thanks. No. If you give Otani $600 million, no thanks. No, I'm no. with you. I'm, no. with, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. I am. I'm with you a thousand percent. Otani, here's, here's the thing. Somebody's going to pay Otani. Yeah. Not just not just because he's a generational talent who's a power hitting pitcher. Somebody's going to pay Otani because they think that there's also a, a you know what ton of marketing opportunities and off the field baseball money to follow Otani, and so that's why somebody's going to sign him for that kind of money. But I'll tell you this right now, uh, my opinion is is that in the, if in the next ten years, if Otani pitches five of the next ten years, frankly, I'll be shocked. Um, I think here. that I think that Otani is a career DH because I don't think his arm is going to hold up. So that's just an opinion. But mm -hmm. but if I owned a baseball team and I thought, well, geez, do I want to give this guy five hundred million bucks? I think no. what are we getting here? No, you know, no. So, so look, same the thing Otani, for Juan Soto, same but, thing for Juan Soto. As good as he is, because he's a good baseball player. Again, he, I'm not I'm not saying I won't pay him that amount of money as, as a sign of how good he is. I would pay no player that much money. Well, I wouldn't no pay play. I wouldn't pay Soto that kind of money because I don't think he's that much better than Machado or Bryce Harper or Tatis. I just I don't you may say, well, no, it's not that he's that much better. It's just when he's signing. When those guys signed, 30 million was the number. When he signs, it's 50 million. Correct. It's it to me, he's not worth it. Um it's, it's in a sport where you're individually where you're able to single-handedly make a, a massive impact in every single game, three to five times a game, when you're individually able to do that, he just 
didn't, I'm not saying he can't, but he just didn't in that year and three months he was here. He just never, ever was a big time game changer for this organization. Never. Like he never carried this team to go on a, on a, on a winning streak. They didn't have a winning streak. They didn't have a freaking four game winning streak all year long, three game winning, whatever it was. They, he just never did it here. Did he do it in Washington? I don't know. Will he do it in New York? I don't know. All I know is that when he was here, he was never that game changer that you're no. able to be. We saw Manny Machado do it. We've seen Fernando Tatis do it. You know, we we never saw Soto carry this team at right. any stretch right. over That's the right. year and a half. And, and, and you know what, Brown? It, it always goes back to what you would say about Otani um, or, or Mike Trout. You know, hey, these guys don't win. They don't uh, win. The, the fact is, is that Tatis, or excuse me, uh, Trout has put up massive numbers throughout his career. He's won three MVPs. He's got nothing to show for it. Soto in a year and a half. Yeah, Padres made one really fun playoff run, and it was awesome. And, and we, we were all bashing him that you're like, wait, this dude's not that guy, play right, not that good, right? right. Yeah. yeah. So let's just go down now deeper though. But he does players. have a World Series ring in his defense. So I'm not saying that he's not a winner. I'm not saying he's not a winner because he has a World Series ring. And when it mattered most for the San Diego Padres, he came up clutch. Even though I complained about him until he did come up clutch. Yeah, but in his but, defense. Yeah, but his clutchness was okay. It was great in in one postseason in one yes. particular game. He had one. one. He had one moment. Yeah, yeah. No. We, can break it, we can break it down too. I could go right. and show you that 2022, 2020, whatever year it was, postseason yeah. number. Yeah. Just one, one more time on who the Padres are getting though. Go through the slides that tell us who these guys are, how old they are, what kind of experience they have, and then we'll 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 this get the we'll all go to sleep the, listening to AJ Preller. This is the guy you got to get used to. He will be immediately slotted into the rotation. Michael King, he uh, has been around the Yankees for a few years. Last year, they finally gave him the chance to start, uh, but he was like a, kind of like a Nick Martinez for him last year. Started mm -hmm. some out of the bullpen. But 104 innings pitch, 275 ERA, lots of strikeouts. Uh, opponent uh, 127 strikeouts to 32 walks. Opponents only hitting 226 against him. So this guy will be – um in the rotation next so year he's sure. he's a he's a three four in the padres rotation next year sure. if darvish is healthy would, and if musgrove is healthy i would say he's the two because I, I think darvish has got a backup now so it's darvish musgrove king this darvish yeah. okay okay all right fine uh the, this is a very highly touted minor league pitcher they got drew thorpe 23 years old last year in a single a uh, one of the best minor league pitchers out there, 140, 139 innings pitched, 252 ERA, a ton of strikeouts, led all the minors in strikeouts, 182, only 38 walks. Uh, he was the Yankees' fifth-ranked prospect, and overall in all of baseball, he's currently the 99th overall-ranked prospect. I, I, listen, I, I don't know who Drew Thorpe is, never heard of the guy in my life, okay, and I hope he's a superstar. Where do you go to high school? I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know where to high school, but here's my question. When you're 23 years old, and you've only been in double A so far. Um, that has me just slightly concerned. Yeah. Because because yeah. if you're if you're special and you're 23, you've probably at least got a sniff of the big leagues. Forget triple mm -hmm. A. I'm just talking about the big leagues. And maybe the Yankees just didn't need him, or maybe he's fresh out of college and he's only like a year into the minor league system. I'm not, I don't know any backstory at all, but um, but that. That's just like my initial reaction. If you're 23 and you're special, you're you're kind of catching a sniff. For me, that's the guy that's going to make or break this trade, mm -hmm. believe it or not. But to mm -hmm. me, that's the guy who's going to make or break this trade because if he can keep that strikeout number somewhere in that neighborhood for the Padres, yeah. now, now this doesn't hurt as bad because Michael King's going to be consistent. I don't think Michael King's <laughs> going to be a Cy Young Award winner, 
But I think Thorpe is the guy who you can plug into this as the fourth starter and just see where we go. See what we get out of it. That was his first year of minors last year. So. Okay, so that good. So that explains it. Good. Yeah. As I said, that's my initial thought. Uh, two dudes that made their uh, major league debut last year. Uh, this is the, the better one, I'll say. Randy Vasquez, 25 years old. Only pitched 37 innings in the majors last year, but he was 287. Uh, he was the Yankees' 13th ranked prospect. So Randy Vasquez. And then also Johnny Brito spells his name really cool. Jay Honey Brito. Uh, Jay Honey. <laughs> Jay Honey. Jay Honey. Yeah. Yeah. Love when Johnny spelled her name with the H right after the J. I love it. Um, huh? I pitched last year, 428 ERA. Uh, he made his debut, like I said, last year. Uh, not the craziest impressive numbers, but 25 years old, young. And as we've seen, Ruben Yebla, who's still on this manage on this on this coaching staff, turns guys around. Okay, let me tell you something. If three guys, if if you told me that uh, Michael King and um, and Jay Honey Brito. Mm-hmm. And then and Randy uh, Vasquez. And, well, I was thinking. Well, Thorpe, don't expect Thorpe to be on the majors next year, at least I, to start. Not, I wouldn't say he's going to start at the major league level, but I think Browner's right. Like that's your top related prospect. And by the way, you must have just looked him up. This was his first year in the minor leagues, and he had this sort of success. Did he come fresh out of college? Was he a first round draft? Oh yeah, he's twenty three, so it's out of college. Yeah. No, I'm just wondering though if you're looking at like a card on the kid. Oh, I wasn't. Okay. I can okay because I'm I'm curious. I mean, if you're twenty three years old. And you had one year in the minor leagues, and you pitched second in round eight- pick out of Cal Poly, sixty first overall in twenty twenty two. Cal Poly slow. Cal- it just says Cal Poly. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, all right, right on. And then also we got a catcher mm-hmm. who uh, we lost Gary Sanchez. Although I did read they were talking to Gary Sanchez about coming back, but you do have um, Campusano who was great last year. You have Brett Sullivan who made his debut, and now you'll have this guy Kyle Higashioki. Who's been mm-hmm. with the Yankees since 2017? Defensive catcher, but last year in 92 games, hit 236, 10 home runs, 34 every eyes. So way better than Austin Nola offensively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No disrespect, Austin. I know you're going through a lot. But. So look, if I if I tell you this, if I tell you that the Padres get three pitchers on their major league roster, and a catcher on their major league roster, and a up and coming expected to be star pitcher mm-hmm. in a prospect. Mm-hmm. For for what we all looked at is consistent Juan Soto, mm-hmm. uh, good Juan Soto, not spectacular and awesome. And how could you let this guy go, right. Juan Soto? If you tell me you got three major league pitchers, contributors, uh, a contributing catcher, and a uh, up and coming star pitcher for a guy that you a couldn't afford this year. That that is a key point, Alex, that you made earlier. They could not afford him now. Not they couldn't afford to give him a contract next year when he hits free agency at $50 million a year. The $33 million that he's due to make this year, this particular Padre team going into this season, no matter how many fans came through the turnstiles last year, you already know the stories that they had to borrow money to pay the players. Peter's gone. Sad as that is. Tragic as it may be, Peter's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and it's not like it's a choice by the Padres. You know, they were mandated to cut payroll by X amount of money to be in compliance with the debt ratio by MLB's own rules. So it's not like if Peter was here, this this wouldn't be happening. So let's just clear that up, too. Like this was happening whether Peter was here or not. Right. My point is, though, is that the spending spree yeah. was on Peter's watch. 
But I think that there is an expectation here now going forward. Like you better be top 12, top 10 payroll going forward. The way that this organization is backed by the fan base. I think that's an expectation. Okay. Let me ask you guys this question. I I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold them against that. Let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you this. Do you think you better demand it? I would. Do you think that there's any possibility, any possibility that Bogarts, Darvish, Cronenworth, is there any chance at all? I can't ever see them trading Musgrove. I can't see them trading Machado. I can't see them trading Tatis. But Darvish, Cronenworth, Bogarts, big money contracts when you're trying to reduce your payroll. Is there any chance that those one of those three guys is not with the Padres? I was going to say, say Cronenworth, but we didn't. But yeah. we ran out of. We were running out of time. What I was going to say is, don't be shocked if somebody else with one of them big old fat contracts has moved off this team. Because again, be well, those you, guys, the they all got no trade clauses, which complicates this and make it impossible in baseball. You getting traded because you're still getting paid. So right, it's not like other sports. What I will yeah. say, I think I I'll say I'll, I'll I don't think you think it's a brown or hot take. Jake Cronenworth won't be with his team in 2024. I don't think so. I wouldn't be He's shocked. Trade this off season for sure. I wouldn't be shocked. And I think they're going to eat some of his money. Yeah, not they, a lot because he they doesn't got, have now, that much. That's the part I don't. That's the part I don't want to hear. He was productive. <laughs> you need to be able to move him. For some trash, like the last guy you said, on not the catcher, but the last pitcher you Osmer? said. Oh, no, 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 not the, the Johnny, Johnny, whatever. Jay Honey, yeah, you should get a bunch of those for Jay Cronenworth. You got a lot of those, <laughs> a lot of all right, those. All right, everybody, hold on. Fine, second baseman. He was, not, he and, yeah. and listen, and and he was kind of like one of those guys when he wasn't being paid, he was really, really productive and valuable. Like Hassan Kim. Yeah. All right. Stick around, everybody. So much more to get into. Um, and we're going to start getting into some football stuff coming up. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, everybody. Hey, look, uh, we've been talking about this Juan Soto situation for a while now. And uh, we've, we, we're going to go into the next segment and we'll take a look at what the Padres actually got. I mean, player for player, what they got. For Juan Soto. So we started off with a whole bunch of opinion. Um, look, I, I overall, I'm going to tell you right now, I like the move. I like the move of trading Juan Soto, even though I know I said a couple of days ago, if I had it my way, I'd probably give it the full year. But now that the deal is done and you look at it, I'm like, okay, I, I can live with this deal because this team desperately needs arms. And like I said, we'll, we'll kind of meet these guys coming up. Um, and they can't afford Juan Soto. They can't afford him beyond this year, let alone afford him this year. So I like the move all in all. But uh, the guy who makes these moves, I don't trust him. And I'm not, I don't trust him in baseball. I don't, I don't, you know, AJ Preller, whatever. Um, but can we hear what he had to say about these moves? Let's, Rodney, yes. what are we going to listen to here? I didn't add these highlights, by the way. This is, I took this from MLB.com. So uh, AJ Preller was asked, his overall thoughts on why he traded Juan Soto. I think I think from uh, I think probably overall good matchup for both teams. Um, you know I know the Yankees and, and Brian had mentioned that uh, you know obviously they're they're looking for you know impact left hand bat and obviously Juan fit very well for them. And I think from our standpoint, um, the ability to to add to the you know four arms to the pitching staff, uh, pitchers that we think have both ceiling and. You know, also what will be able to pitch for us this year and compete for time this year in our, in our rotation. 
uh, and adding a, a catcher, um, you know, that, that goes with Campusano, goes with Sullivan and, and shores up a position for us. And at the end of the day, I think, um, you know, the combination of, of, of those two things really, really added up for us. Uh, the next soundbite that I got for you, uh, one of the most, one of the I don't hear getting... him. I swear to God, I don't hear him. Like he starts talking, uh, Tony Brian, and I think it works for both of us. And, and I'm like, I'm like, I, I honestly, I zone out. I do. I zone out from him. Great. So let me play you another one. Okay. Uh, one of the quotes that's <laughs> fantastic. Here's another one. Yeah, here's here, another put, one. Me, put me more to sleep, why don't you? Uh, the the one of the quotes that's getting taken out of his press conference when they got Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. So when they got Juan Soto, AJ Peller said, we're excited to have Juan Soto at least for three pennant races. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one pennant race, one failed attempt. So if you knew, and he was also asked like in this press conference, like if you knew this was a possibility that you would trade Juan Soto after a year and a half, mm-hmm. why did you even trade for him in the first place? Like, Because now what, you're, what you've essentially done is given the internet trolls the ability to be like, you ended up trading like Mackenzie Gore, uh, T.J. Abrams, uh, Woods, ha- who all these other dudes, and now you also traded Juan Soto and Trent Grisham, all in exchange for Josh Bell, one NLCS run. Like you know, like so now people are doing in totality. It's like mm-hmm. when it's like when NFL teams trade for draft picks. It's like, well, what did those draft picks trade in turn into? Mm-hmm. So now the totality of the trade is done. So people are asking, so why did you even do this? And by the way, there's. Says- is there anything left? Is there anything left of the tra- so? In other words, what they traded out to get yeah. Soto in? Yeah. Is there any remnants on? Yes. Okay. What's left? Memories. <laughs> <laughs> A physical remnants? No. No. Uh, there's nobody. There's no capital. People. No. No people. No cash. Nothing. That's all mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. Now you have, um, the NLCS run. You have eighty-two and eighty. Pew pew pew. And you had 31 games of Josh Bell, and you have endless memories. Okay, let me ask y'all. All these, all these people kicking up dust, and all these people putting it together. Oh, now that this is final, when the last time you've been to? When the last time you've been to the NLCS? Talk to me, person who doing all the. Talk to me. When the last time you've been? When the last time you've been? 1998. All right. Would you would you done the trade now, knowing that this is all you were gonna get? Because what has it got? What has McKenzie Gore done that will make you go, oh man, I sure miss McKenzie Gore? I would say. What has CJ Abrams done that has you going, oh, I sure miss CJ Abrams? And you don't even know what the other guys are doing because they're not even playing at the at the major league level. I don't even so, know who the other guys are. But I mean, right? but it, so McKenzie Gore, McKenzie Gore is like, um, I mean, he's just a, isn't he a, kind of a run of the mill? Starting yeah. pitcher in Major League Baseball. I think everybody's kind of bringing up because because now those prospects are are up and coming and they're turning into things. Mm-hmm. And there's this kid that's 21 who's a beast of a man. He's mm-hmm. like six foot seven, 250 pounds. He had like 30 home runs last year. He was part of that trade, James Wood. So mm-hmm. now people are just like, did we just give up that? You know, like so now, like I think as where in in the minors. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just like that's like the kid who who the Padres are getting in this trade, this pitcher from the Yankees, who's 23 years old and he's got one year of pro ball under his belt, and it's single A and it's double A, and um, and you know, look great with all the strikeouts, but who knows? Mm-hmm. I, again, we'll we'll go deeper into yeah, the, the details like, of these. Kids you don't really know until it pans out, but I think like now that the dust is settling, you made two massive trades, uh, Juan Soto being the centerpiece. So they just basically they were just asking him like, 
So why'd you do it in the first place? Mm-hmm. We saw it as as the potential to have three pennant races, but you know, you know, with Juan in in play and and maybe more. But I think even from the time we made the deal, both internally in baseball operations, myself with Peter Seidler at the time, we understood that you could also pivot. I mean, that's just that's just part of having elite players. You know, is that there's there's always interest for elite players and you know premium type talent. And I think we we understood that. So. You know, for us to get, you know, two pennant races with Juan Soto, get to the LCS, watch the season he had last year. He was, he was a tremendous player last year, him playing 162 games. Um, but now also, you know, you know, from, from our standpoint, be able to, to, to move Juan to, you know, get players that hopefully, you know, impact us for the next five or six years. You know, at the end of the day, you can look at a lot of different ways. We, we think, you know, ultimately two years of, of an elite player like Juan, uh, doing some nice things as a team, and then you know, obviously being able to have a, have a move that hopefully impacts us throughout the rest of the decade. I think that was just something we decided we couldn't pass up. What did he say? I catch myself doing this on the show, and I always well, I regret. Like, do you guys ever self-evaluate after a show? I feel like I do it often. Mm-hmm. I feel like time. me and AJ have the issue of I could have stopped thirty seconds ago, yeah. but I'm still rumbling. Still rambling. I feel I like I should stop, but now yeah. I need to find a way out. Mm-hmm. And now, like I'm doing it right now, mm-hmm. like how can i stop yeah me and aj do the same thing what i do is is when i start rambling especially the very very beginning of shows what i do is is i catch myself rambling i know i've kind of given myself like a long monologue and then Mm -hmm. i'll just say guys i'm rambling please jump Mm -hmm. in like i Mm -hmm. and and sometimes when i'm on a call you know like on a business call Mm -hmm. i'll say i'll try and make a joke like um hey you know i'm a radio talk show host so i don't shut the hell up until we go to commercial breaks you know like i try and make a joke like that because i'm rambling too much for me it's like more like like a like a Mexican dad who refuses to take directions. So I'm like, I'm going to get lost. Right. But it's like, how lost do I want to get before I get off the exit? So like, I'm going to go into this saying, I don't really know what I'm going to say yet. I'll find my way. And if I get really lost, I'll just jump out real quick. Browder, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> See, then that's always the best answer. That's always the best way to go. Cause I always got some me. I always feel like I never said enough. Always, always, <laughs> always in the show going, I could have said this and I could have said that. What was the reason we ran out of time? These suckers yeah. don't shut up. That's how, that's how I feel. That's how I feel at yeah. all times. I could have said more. Because <laughs> there was that piece in there where he said, like, you know, when you have elite talent, there's always interest in that elite talent. Mm-hmm. He could have stopped right there. Yeah. But then he kept going, like, and we had to decide whether we wanted to go and do another run with Juan Soto and do this. But on our side, we wanted the pitching and to decide that this everybody's right. like, you could have just stopped. We, we can always pivot. And, you know, and Peter right. at the time, we, you know, baseball yeah. operations and on the baseball right. side. And, you know, and I'm like, dude, oh, because my you, God. Because he's correct. You can, when you have a player like that, there's always a massive amount of interest in him. So well, you can always get something always the word useful for him. Pivot. Yeah. Pivot. Everybody knew. Everybody knew. That'll be the 2024 yeah. word of the year, Pivot. Well, I, you know what? Um, maybe, maybe it will be. I mean, I, I feel like Pivot has, has, you guys I'll told me the other day that bandwidth is like 2019. No, we told you earlier today it was. Today. Yeah. Ba- bandwidth, today. Is, bandwidth is 2019. <laughs> yes. I think, I think Pivot is 2022. Who is, hmm. what? Oh, I really? definitely think there was a lot of pivoting right. going on. Well, in then we won't use that word, but malpractice is this year's word. Well, and like, yeah. I'll give you another example. Like, like I'll tell you the, the word of like 2018 platform. All of a sudden, everybody got a platform, mm. right? So it was platform. Ooh, I got one too. Yeah. Right. Like 2015-ish when like the debate shows started going off. Narrative. Ooh, narrative. Yeah. I, got, I got another word too. Brand. 
Mm-hmm. That yeah. was one. That yeah, was hot. You got to work on your brand. That's, that's not even right. that old. That's like a 2021-ish, like that my is, brand. That the, yeah. yeah, that might be in yeah. 2021. All right, let's do this. Let Coming up next, let's meet. How the brand of this show. Let's meet who the Padres acquired from the Yankees. That's next. Hey, everybody, a little halftime update here. Start off with our people at PrizePix, prizepix.com slash great friends. I'll make this one simple because you guys have heard me talk about it a lot. Why? A couple of reasons. One, I love it. It is a fun game. I've never really ever kind of played like this before, and it changes the way you watch games. Like there are games that I have no interest in, but all of a sudden, because I've got a player and I need a certain number of assists or rebounds or points, I'm watching. PrizePix.com slash great friends. They match your first deposit 100% up to $100, but you got to use that QR code or you got to go to prizepicks.com slash great friends. Hey, big shout out to our people from Tory Holistics and California Holistics. I'm a, a person who likes to go into the shop and I like to talk to the bud tenders. I like to see what kind of specials and deals they've got going on. But lately I have found that it's just so much easier to use delivery uh, and you shop online at Tory Holistics and California Holistics, toryholistics.com. And when you shop online, you can still use that promo code amazing and save 20% and they deliver it. That, that's the most amazing part of it all. I mean, they deliver to the crib. Amazing. Save 20% when you use that promo code. Amazing. At Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Hey, big shout out to my guy, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services. I was talking to a young guy yesterday, just recently married, and he told me that they had just bought a house, he and his wife, and they had paid about $800,000 for this house in the Diamond Bar area. And I know that's north and east from here, but still, um, he paid over 800000 He's like, dude, he goes, the house we got two miles to the west would have cost well over a million dollars. He goes, so we're ecstatic. And he's a young guy and they're starting a family. And he was telling me about this FHA loan that they got and about how they had to put money down, but really not that much. And that his wife works from home. So it's you know a nice write-off for them. I mean, they were so ecstatic to buy a house. And I realized $800,000 is a lot of money. And most of you guys are probably thinking, well, I don't have you know, $160,000, 20% to put down on an $800,000 house. You don't need it. Okay. Talk to Gary. He's the expert, not me. He's the expert. 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. Or you can use Gary's QR code right there, mountaintrustrealty.com. Let's get back to it. Hey, great friends. What's going on? Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studio, sevenmilecasino.com. I said last week, or maybe it was earlier this week, I really wanted to catch up with the great friends during the holiday season. And I mentioned it in the previous segment. Uh, former producer Carlos Montoya is coming on. He's got something he wants to promote. Um, Jason Finley from Callaway Golf, one of the godfathers of the show, is coming on. Um, who else did I mention? I mean, no, Fat Tony's about to come on. Oh, Paul Vaden, the boxing champion, is about to, is going to join us. So, we want to catch up with you guys, and uh, December is the right time to do it. So um, Fat Tony's about to jump in here. We've been talking about this Juan Soto trade, um, and Fat Tony's got his big event coming up this Monday at the Walmart in Chula Vista. We'll get all the details here. Oh, there you go, Alex. Thank you. Uh, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, for those of you that are watching on television, all you have to do is click on that QR code, and it'll get you to all the information for the fifth annual Christmas shopping spree, December 11th this Monday. Chula Vista Walmart, 1150 Broadway, and it starts at seven o'clock. Making San Diego smile is what this is all about. Makingsandiegosmile.org. Fat Tony will tell us all about it. Fat Tony, 
are there any Juan Soto murals around San Diego that now need to get you know painted over? <laughs> I don't know. I'll see about my the boy. My boy Paul is um, getting some paint to cover up some around town. Yeah, I mean, I really don't know. I I know I hate murals of guys who don't do anything to earn a mural. Um, like when Peter Seidler had his mural painted, you know, just after he died, I thought that one he earned that one. You know, yeah, but but I and, and I know there's a Manny one somewhere, but I'm not joking. Is there a Juan Soto mural somewhere in San Diego that they painted that now has to get covered up? Not that I know of. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm look. I'm googling right now. I don't see. I, I know that there's a lot, but I don't think he's one of them. Okay, um, Fat Tony, FT dude. Um, first of all, again, looking skinny, fatty. Trying to man, trying to. Um, how's fat boy who's, uh, listen, for those of you who don't know, fat Tony's son is named fat boy. I've known this kid since he was born and now he's a 22, 23 year old kid in the U S army. How's my man doing? He's good, man. He's, uh, he got, he was lucky enough to get stationed up in Seattle. He's, uh, over at JBLM up there doing his thing, enjoying life in the, uh, enjoying the army married army life. What is JBLM? What is that? Uh, is joint Air Force Base Lewis McCord. Okay, and then married. I mean, come on, man. Isn't that crazy? Come on, Who dog. knows, man? I'll be a grandpa pretty soon or something. I mean, dude, you, 23 years old and married? Yeah, man. I mean, he, listen, I... That's the military life for you. He's doing he's doing his thing out there. Yeah, I shouldn't knock it. I mean, my my I'm 53. My mom is 74. My dad is 75. So they did the same thing. My dad was in the Air Force. And my parents were, I think, 19 and 20 or 20 and 21. I mean, these, they were super young getting married and super young having a kid. And they're still married uh, 55 yeah. years. So, I mean, I shouldn't really knock it. But if my son were telling me he was going to get married, I'd put him in a headlock and tell him he ain't doing it. Well, unfortunately, when you got a big ass son like mine, I can't get a, get him in the headlock because who knows what he'll do with me. All that jujitsu <laughs> and wrestling. Put my ass in an arm bar real quick. <laughs> he put your ass in an arm bar. Think about how bad that would hurt your ass. <laughs> Get all pretzeled up. Like, yeah, I'm good. Fat Tony, one last thing. Um, our boy Victor Lopez over at El Pollo Grill. Yeah. Dude, hook me up with a bomb turkey. turkey. I know you text me on that about that turkey. Yeah, turkey for Thanksgiving was unbelievable. And Victor's got a new pizza shop that he's opening up in the same center, isn't it? It's right next door to his Bonita location. I think he... I think he's planning on opening on the 18th. Victorinos. Victorinos it's called pizza. Victorinos? Yeah. I think Scott's dog is attacking a plumber or something. That's normally what happens here. <laughs> so is nice. this like, Mac, what is what is uh, Victorinos style of pizza? Uh, you know what? I'm knowing him. He'll probably find a way to throw some uh, bean and cheese on a pizza somehow. Yeah. I've seen, Scott, I don't know if you've seen, guys seen this. So people have been, and this is a TikTok trend. People have been going to Costco, mm -hmm. buying a, a cheese pizza, mm -hmm. taking it to a taco man, mm -hmm. and having the taco man cut up some trompo and like cilantro, cebolla, salsa, and they Mexicanify a Costco pizza, and it looks ridiculously bomb. Um, Fat Tony's at a barber shop right now. Hold on. We'll, we'll put him on mute for a second. You know what I've seen on TikTok recently? Hey, right here. Stay. Stay right here. Hey. <laughs> Dog problems. Stay right here. Hey. What are you doing? What's going on? Dude, the plumber is walking in and out of the house, mm -hmm. okay? 
And this guy's a great dude. His name's hey, get right here. Come. Oh, hold on. Go. You guys talk to Fat Tony. <laughs> dude, this dog. We we got this dog out the house, and now it's back in the house. And it literally has bit every single Mexican that's ever walked in the house. I was in that house for ten seconds, and both my Achilles got bit in ten seconds. But when I was in that house, I was like, homie, done. As small as he is, I was like, I'll grab a tortilla and wrap your ass up real quick, homie. Mm -hmm. He backed up for me. Yeah. Does this dog not have a collar that you can put on and wrap him around something? Like no, a chair? No, or you no, you don't wrap a dog around a chair. No. What do you mean you don't wrap? You take a leash, you put the dog on the leash, then you tie him to a, a chair leg or something, a couch Browner. leg. What do you, you mean? Browner, Browner, look who, look who your co-hosts are. You got homeboy over here that has a fake Mexican dog that's vegan, has rashes. Actually, she hates vegetables. She loves meat. Scott, Scott's really going to tie his dog down. He'd probably get like sent to counseling for putting a leash on his dog. There's not like a room, a child's room you could just throw Jack in while there's a worker there? I mean, I could. And this, let me tell you something about this worker. This guy, this plumber, big dude, 6'3", 275. I mean, this guy looks like a, an NFL center, you know? And my man comes in today. And he's wearing like work pants, you know what I'm saying? But the work pants are down below, like they're they're normal on his waist, but they're below his ass. Do you guys know that, like how people wear their pants? You know what I'm saying? Like here, look, he's let me stand sagging. up. Let me, let me stand up and show you <laughs> no. I mean. So pants are here, okay? But then the back of the pants are here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, so like my, my man's walking around like this. Are you Spider-Man? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes, Spider-Man <laughs> costume under there or something. What are you, what are you doing? I, I I looked at my man. I, I looked at I Hold looked on. at his pants. No, what? no one cares. What are you wearing? Are you? I got underpants. Are on. you Spider-Man? Like seriously? No, it's just like the underpants. They're like uh, they're like blue and red. You know? What's wrong with them? Yeah, it's funny. I just I just saw that. I went to Costco and bought some drawers. Yeah. And I was like, there's an all black package, then there's a gray blue. Like, fella, I, we ain't asking Scott, but do you guys I go for straight black? Just regular. Yeah, I'm wearing black. I'm wearing probably the same ones you're talking about right now. Black Costco. Yeah. No, I usually wear black. I usually wear black on the pants, but I got a couple of pairs that are a little more like uh I don't know. They, they superhero-y. Yeah, kind of. They're like under. No wonder, no wonder you don't got bandwidth for anything, dog. You're out there slinging webs, saving your freaking the savior of the city. Make perfect yeah. sense. Now. Yeah, yeah. make perfect sense. But my man's wearing his belt around his work pants, and he's got his pants down, literally down below his butt on the backside. And I'm like, bro, I'll. So I literally, I felt like such an idiot as I was leaving the bathroom that he's working on. I pulled my pants down so that my butt would hang out, but my underpants were up. <laughs> And I was like, well, maybe it's more comfortable this way. I don't know. Maybe that's why he wears his pants this way. It's not. I got to tell you, I don't understand. The way it. you're the way you're talking about him, he's now texted all his friends. You know, this white boy that I'm working at today, he yeah. walks around with his ass out. What a weirdo! You out here sending signals. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me do this. Let me get back to Fat Tony. It's it's a great friends catch up today here on Kaplan and Crew. Uh, this segment being brought to us by our friends at Mushroom Life, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. Browner will hit the Mushroom Life here in just one second. And Alex put the QR code up for you. So check it out. Fat Tony, could you please explain to us uh, about what's going on this upcoming Monday night? We've been a part of it for the last few years. So many great friends have come out to support, but we're late, man. And usually we get to this thing early so that we can help raise like $10,000 
for underprivileged kids who aren't going to be able to buy Christmas gifts during the year for themselves, for their families. Um, usually we, we raise a lot of money earlier in the year. Is fundraising not an issue this year, perhaps? Oh, it's always an issue. We're, we're a little bit behind the eight ball. So uh, like you said, a little, little background behind it. Every year our goal is to take uh, 150 kids shopping and each kid's going to get $100 to spend at their own desire throughout the store. Um, we're unfortunately right now we're, we're just about at 10 grand, give or take. Uh, we're a little bit behind the eight ball, but we're hoping that we get some good donations come through over the weekend. Okay. Now but, who are these kids? Where do these kids come from? We're getting, we getting, uh, kids from pretty much all over San Diego. We're some of them come from South Bay school district, Chula Vista, um, Southeast San Diego area, East County, Lakeside Santee. So a lot of my customers I deal with are um, teachers, counselors, um, social workers, and we work with them. They're, we get hands-on referrals. It's not like I, I get a lot of requests and, you know, can we add our kids? But right now our, our teachers and counselors are just bombarding us with all these kids. We had one, a teacher call us uh, last week and they said that they have a, a mom of three kids homeless living out of a car and would you know they could really benefit from help and we're we got a, a special donor set up for them that's going to take them above and beyond the hundred dollar gift card for each kid uh, we're trying to get them like a, a hotel stay for a month or so mm -hmm. you know just to help out the family because it sucks man can you imagine that they, they said that the, the second graders teachers passed a hat around around the school so they could get them a hotel for Thanksgiving for the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so they could have somewhere to stay for Thanksgiving. It's just unbelievable, man. It really is. Um, I, I, I'll tell you guys a real quick story. About a year and a half ago, I was at a concert in, uh, in um, Orange County, and I was standing there BSing with the security guard. And it was actually the guy and his mom. They were both working as security guards. And we just we were just sitting there talking, just rapping. And, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, he followed me on Instagram. I followed him on Instagram. And the next thing I know, like just recently guys telling me, he's like, yo man, he's like, I'm driving down to San Diego. There's a gig at the San Diego convention center. He's like, but I have no money for a hotel room. Um, I, I'm going to be with my girlfriend. We're living in my car. Do you know anybody that has a hotel that could maybe give me a good price? And I'm thinking to myself, dude, I, I, I don't, but even if I do, like you don't, if you don't have money and then like, you just, I, I felt like he was trying to say to me, Hey, can you, can you help me out here? And I felt like obligated to want to do that, you know, cause I feel so bad. And when I hear about a mom and a, a three kids living in a car, trying to put kids into school and knowing that there is no Christmas for these folks, you know, forget about gifts. You got to get these folks, you know, a hotel room for a month to your point. Oh, fat Tony, you guys do amazing work. So so what would you like everybody who's listening to do? Well, you know what? Like every year, the great friends have stepped up. You know, there's the long list. I, I won't be able to remember everyone. But, you know, great friends show up. They all donate. And anybody else that would like to, you know, you could go on our website, makingsandiegosmile.org. Um, my email's on there at Gmail. You could contact me. I'll get right back to you. If, uh, help you want to donate. That'd be great. You know, you guys have come in, Alex, you and your buddy and Browner, you guys have gone in there taking kids shopping. You guys know how it is. You know, it's a great time. Kids love it and definitely making tons of smiles. Yeah, I know my daughter also loves it, you know, because uh, 
she's come down with me and it's just, yeah, it is. It's great. So here's the thing. So you can use that QR code to make a donation that we're putting up on the screen. Um, or you can, you can follow along making San Diego smile at gmail.com and you can make a, a, a donation. It could be 20 bucks. It'd be 50 bucks. It'd be a hundred bucks. But the goal is to take 150 kids who will not really have Christmas because of the financial circumstances their families are in and give each kid a hundred dollars to go into the Walmart and get what they want. And I know for me, as I've shopped with these kids, sometimes it's like, Hey, I want to get for my grandmother. I want to get for my grandfather. You know, Hey, some, some of these kids are like, yo, I don't have any toys. I want a toy. Yeah. It was cool. Like the last time I went, I wasn't able to make it last year, but the year before that I, I had four kids cause there was a, a shortage of shoppers to go with the kids. So I took four girls with me and every single one of those little girls got stuff for themselves but really they got stuff for their cousin they got stuff for their sister they got stuff for their brother they got stuff for their mom it's just like it's hard to leave there not feeling like you did like it's not about you but it just it's the, the just seeing it in person it really does add so much perspective to not you know it's easy to go to venmo and give fat tony 100 bucks like cool i feel great but going there and seeing these kids and literally seeing them smile it is like a game changer, life changer of how you feel and the perspective that you get for your own holiday really changes everything. Let me, let me add one more thing. We do ask for the hundred dollar donation up front, and that's only so that we know how much money we have. So we know how many kids to bring. But when the day of, when you're there, you're getting your hundred dollars right back. We got stacks and stacks of gift cards and we're just, as you walk in. So we we're like Moses, we don't part the Red Sea. We join it. And we grab a kid, <laughs> Scott. Here you go. Take little Browner out shopping, and here's a hundred dollars. So what you what you donate, you're getting it right back. It's not like give us a hundred and then another hundred. So you, we we don't keep my partner Kyla and I. We do not keep nothing of this. Hundred percent of what's donated is given back to the kids. Right. So that's right. Right. So that's There's awesome. Pizza. There's also pizza for the kids. Yeah, so and, and the, you know. I remember uh, uh, sports, high school sports paid, uh, uh, helped my son out a lot. And I'm involving a bunch of high school kids, like Lincoln football's bringing kids, uh, Hilltop soccer, uh, basketball teams are coming to show them what it's like to be able to give back to the community, to be a mentor. And, and you know what? You know, people trip out. They, they, they realize that how hands-on this, this event is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so once again, Fat Tony, it's uh, this QR code goes straight to the Venmo, right? It's not. Yeah, that goes straight to the Venmo. So it goes There's straight a, to the a Venmo. Email address is right there as well. If anybody wants to contact so, me for more information. For those of you listening on radio or audio podcast, the email is making San Diego smile at gmail.com. Making San Diego smile at gmail.com or the website making San Diego smile.org. Making San Diego smile.org. And if you're watching, uh, the scan the QR code, it takes you straight to the Venmo. And that's where you could give Fat Tony directly a hundred bucks. The Venmo QR code is right there. Nice, very yeah. nice. Um, okay, so Fat Tony, tell me what you're hearing out on the streets, man. Like, what do people think about this Juan Soto trade? Because you're out there, man. You know, you got your car all decorated in that Padre stuff. You've created hey, so much. Not anymore. Not hat. anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Screw that team. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm just the wind got to win. Lifted up the sticker. That's why. Show, yeah. show us, show us where you're at. Because if you turn the camera around, you, you say you're in a barber shop. Where are you at? Yeah, it's kind of ironic for a fat bald guy to be at a barber shop. There's a homie, Angel. Say what's up. What's up? Yo, what's up, Angel? What's up? What's up, dog? How, How you guys? living, man? 
How's it going, dog? INS on him. He'll be, you know, uh, in a peculiar situation. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) Fat Tony, I was just thinking about you today, man. You know, I got this uh, broken mirror on my car. You still haven't fixed that? Nope. I'm too cheap. Too cheap, Bro, man. that's been like two years ago that you texted me about it. I know. I still haven't fixed it. Come on. There's got to be somebody in a junkyard in Chula Vista who got a mirror for me. Hit me up, hit me up the details. I'll find you one. Hey, yo, right, I got a real question for you before you What's go. Up? How do we get Brown or some freaking chicken from Victor already? Because this guy was not was, – was like very, very – not I wouldn't say very, Browner, but you – you seem skeptical about how good this chicken and this turkey was for Victor. Facts. Facts. It's well, not a, well, I have taken mm. browner chicken personally. That's what I told from, him. I don't he's remember. had the chicken. I don't okay. I don't remember it. You, I'm, I'm not saying that you didn't. I'm just saying I don't remember it. Well, you know, he has, he's a different it's a different life now. You know, he's four, four kids deep now. This the, the chicken was pre four kids. I need to I send Brown. I got bad news for you. I was probably already four kids deep when I had that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I got to send Browner and those four kids like two trays of that chicken because, man, that stuff was so good. It was such a big hit. Everybody loves not, that chicken. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not good. Don't do this to me. I'm not saying I'm you're saying, saying that. I don't remember. All right. Yeah, hey, I was kind of – when the first time I saw that, I'm like, bro, we got a bird in a bag? Yeah. We're going to just cut the bag and eat from there? But Yeah, yeah Scott I'm also not... didn't send any pictures either. So I know I screwed up that part. Of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fat Tony, uh, we'll let you roll. Okay, thank you for this. Um, are you – Alex and Brown, are you guys able to make it down Monday night for this event? I think so, I, yeah. Uh, I think I, yeah, I think I can. I can't. So okay. I'm gonna double. I'm gonna donate double because okay. I can't make it. Cool. I'm yeah. gonna try and make it down, Fat Tony. I'm flying back uh, from Pittsburgh on Monday. Uh, my nice. son graduates from college this weekend. How about that? Your son's in the army. My son is just finishing up school. How about that? I'm surprised he graduated high school. Now he's graduating college, <laughs> bro. Tell me all about it. Tell me all about it, brother. I That's believe like, me. Like people. So my my son's. I don't know jack crap what my son does. He has one of those secret jobs mm-hmm. i just know he's in his field is intelligence every time i talk to him i'm like bro how could it be that someone as dumb as you can be an in intelligence like how is that possible either the army has like very low standards or like intelligence hey, book yeah. smart and street smart is very different different totally yeah. very different all right fat tony we'll see you on monday man i'm gonna do my best to be down there man all right, fellas. Thank you. All Appreciate right. the love. Appreciate you, dude. And you see, this is what I'm talking about with a great friend's catch-up right here. That's what I'm talking about. Um, coming up, we will get deeper into the Juan Soto thing, and we've got Doc Chow coming by for a little pro football talk and uh, and some injury updates. Um, Browner, before we hit this break, what Mushroom Life products are we hitting up today? As always, you you know, I'm out of, I'm out of it, so... I, Damn. I reached, the, I reached the bottom, bro. I reached the bottom, so I'm out. I can't do nothing today. But y'all already know if y'all been tuning in <laughs> that I've been going full speed with this thing since the day we started rocking with these folks. So hit that website. Again, find something you like, and I guarantee you, you'll get more. Yeah, $50 more coming your way. So you buy $50 worth of products from Mushroom Life, and Brett Weiss is going to send you an additional $50 worth of products because he wants you to try it. Mushroom Life, that's L-Y-F-E, mushroomlife.com slash greatfriends, mushroomlife.com slash greatfriends, and you're going to get $50 more than what you buy when you spend 50 bucks. Stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios and we got plenty more to get to. This is Kaplan and Crew.
Hey, great friends. What's going on Thursday afternoon? Kaplan and crew, Grande, the brown man, the Seven Mile Casino Studios. We're all here. And uh, we've talked a lot of Juan Soto today. We're going to get back to it. We um, we talked to Fat Tony and uh, feel good about ourselves. Um, we'll be there on Monday night for those of us that can all make it. Come on down. And if you can make a donation to help these 150 kids who are not going to have a Christmas, just get a $100 gift card. And by the way, I love what Fat Tony said, guys. You know, if I give $100, but then I go down there, they give me the $100 Walmart gift card and I take the kids shopping. So it's not like I gave the money and I'll never see the money. I mean, I literally gave it and then they gave it right back to me. So that's kind of cool. Um, and we'll, let's let's start working our way towards football. What do you guys say? I love we gotta make our we gotta make our picks since you're out today, and there's plenty of picks to be made as well. Because everybody's today? done with their you're out tomorrow, excuse me. Yeah, hey, um, here's here's the deal, just so everybody knows. Um, tomorrow I'm out. Alex and John have the show. Um, Monday I'm out, unfortunately, because um, I'll be traveling back. So I'm going to Pittsburgh. My son is graduating college. As Fat Tony said, how could that dumbass actually be graduating college? I don't it's true. I don't know. Dumbass, but he didn't. No. <laughs> oh. Well, that's it's what nice. It's cool to add your own color, but yeah, yeah he, he didn't he, say that. Yeah. My, hey, I'm so proud of my son, dude. I am so proud of this guy. I am like, I can't wait. And this graduation is real small, you know, because it's middle of the year and it's a small college to begin with. But I'm so proud of this dude. And he's going to come back and he's going to help us immediately. So I'm stoked about that. Uh, so anyway, so yeah. And then Alex, what is your deal? Do you have jury duty next week? Yeah, dude. Um, they've been trying to get me for years, dude. They've been trying to get me for about a decade and I've maneuvered my way out of every, uh, every excuse I can possibly make. And they just, I don't know if I got like the supervisor on the phone or what, but they just were not letting me. So I am Tuesday. I'm out. And it's my just wife for is there. Yeah. Well, if, unless I get chosen to be dude. like on some OJ trial or something, but listen to me yesterday, my wife, was, and I, I'm allowed to speak about this because whatever. We don't know who it was. Oh, wow. Okay. So my wife was at jury duty yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how it works in San Diego. I've never done it. I only did the one in Ventura County. And when I got called, it's like a lobby of hundreds of people. And then if your number gets called, then you go into the room. And then you sit down where like the observers of the court. And then they call 13 people to the stand. And that's those people that get questioned. In San Diego, I guess not like that. Because my wife got called into the courtroom immediately. And they went one through 35. Every single person got questioned immediately in front of the judge. And then they went to lunch for an hour and a half. And then if the attorneys liked you, then the attorneys asked to go. My wife made it all the way to the attorneys. It was this dude that did a, um, he was already previously found guilty of identity theft. And now he's on trial for it again. And the attorney asked her, uh, knowing what you know about this person, would you have a preconceived prejudice about him being guilty? since he's already been charged. Yes. Yes, yes, I do. Yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. He's guilty yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. My brother guilty we'll right now. Again. Yeah. Guilty. And she was like, no, I don't think so. I was like, are you trying to get, are you trying to get, but see, she's got a job mm -hmm. for a law firm. So mm -hmm. she's down to miss work and get paid. You know, like I got a different job. It doesn't mm -hmm. work that way. You know, mm -hmm. like it doesn't work that way at all. So I'm mm -hmm. going to get there Tuesday morning, go straight to jury services, plead my case why i can't be there and hopefully i get dismissed right away immediately mm -hmm. right you got to tell them straight up i don't work i don't get paid yeah i don't right. know if that's really true or not i don't know well i it you know in in the in the legal world in the irs world i am a private contractor so that's mm -hmm. that's true yeah yeah wow oh what a pain in my ass you know what i'm saying you having jury duty 
Yeah. Okay. I like how you're like, just get out of it. And I was like, yeah, dude, I've tried. I actually have gone out of it multiple times. I just mm. never bring it up. I just can't get out of it. I got Browner. Me. Browner, let's let's talk some football here. And before we do, I want to ask you, um, Patriots and Steelers tonight, right? Are you um, are you making any plays on prize picks or are you not playing tonight's game? No, 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 no. I'm playing tonight's game specifically because there's no way in hell Bailey Zappi going to get 156 passing yards. Okay. I what about, got, got, what's it got for Zeke? For well, running, for rushing Ryan? yards? Yeah, because uh, Ramondre Stevenson is out. 60. 60.5. Okay, okay. Because, you know, fantasy football, this is the final week of the regular season, so we're heading mm -hmm. into the playoffs. And with Ramondre Stevenson out, Zeke Elliott got picked up by a lot of people. So if they're thinking 60, that's pretty good for Zeke. I like well, that. I mean, I like yeah, because who they play last? Oh, they played the Chargers. He had like 78, I right. think. Right, but the Chargers' run defense is decent compared to yeah. the pass defense. Mm -hmm. I was, but Steelers, I, would, I just think the Steelers have an overall very good defense, right? If you're looking for a rushing number, Mitch mm -hmm. Trubisky, 13 and a half, he's going to go over that. How about how about Bailey Zappi, six yards? He may be running for trust, his life. I don't trust Bailey Zappi to do anything. I do that. like your idea, though, of Mitch Trubisky, 13 and a half yards. You like that, yeah. more? You like that more? More. I like that more. Okay, I'm gonna he, play. He that. is athletic. He can move. Mm -hmm. Um, and and what New England does have is a solid. They have a solid defense, so they will get after him, and let he's gonna be able guys, to move his, use his legs. Let me ask you guys a question. Because I don't know that I I've ever done this before. How do I do the like? Okay, so I've got. I'll do this. I'll take Zeke Elliott for more than sixteen and a half yards. I'll take okay. Mitch Trubisky for more than thirteen and a half rushing yards. Mm -hmm. Now, if I go to passing yards, Bailey Zappi's at one hundred and fifty six point five. Mm. Would you go more or less on that? I'm going. I'm going less because okay. I don't. I just against Pittsburgh. I don't see it. Okay, and then Mitch Trubisky more than one eighty one point five. I don't know what they expect from him. Say hey, that number again. One eighty one point five. I got to tell you something. I don't see any drop off with Trubisky over Pickett. I don't either. I don't mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. I kind of like. I kind of like. What's Trubisky's rush yards? Thirteen yards. Thirteen. Ooh, and I half. love over. I more than that. I love okay. that. Okay, so I'm just that. trying to figure out how can I play like six rather than just two or three, you know? Just keep picking yeah, keep them. Okay, just keep picking them, huh? Yeah. All right, prizepicks.com. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. They'll match your first deposit 100% up to $100. And the doc um, is ready. Okay, Doc Chow's ready. Before we get to Doc, I just want to say one thing. Can you play Brandon Staley's soundbite? There's talk now of Austin Eckler, who we talked about last week, was so bad against New England. He's fumbled uh, previous week. I mean, he's uh, he's dropped passes that hit him right in the hands. He's not been nearly as productive as he's been in years past. And he did a lot of complaining in the offseason about how he wasn't getting paid. Are they are the Chargers talking about benching Austin Eckler? I wouldn't use the word benching, but competing. Oh. Is there any thought to giving Josh Kelly more touches just to see if he can spark something, just considering the way things are going right now? Or are you going to stick with the same split there? In terms yeah, of Daniel, uh, competition. Yeah, I think competition for carries is going to be um, something that you can see happening. Um, and I think you've seen it on defense, you know, com competing for opportunities. So, like I said, when I see you keep searching, you know, we're going we're to keep exploring, making adjustments um, so that we can, we can find, you know, that rhythm that I've been talking about. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. All right. All right. This is going to get ugly. Doc Chow is standing by. Let us get set up for tonight's Thursday Hello. night football game. And uh, we'll spend a few minutes with Doc because we got a bunch of stuff we still want to get to. Um, Doc Chow from Six Score, S I C, Six Score.com. Doc, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. There might be some competition for the head coaching job, too. 
I I was telling these guys, I was last week, I was at that Rams Browns game and I was talking to a Rams exec and he said that he was looking for the Rams to beat the Browns and the chargers to lose to the Patriots because he had been told had the chargers lost the game to the Patriots, Staley was going to get fired. And this Rams exec was like, good news for us, bad news for them. You know? Um, yeah, I don't think Brandon Staley survives. But hey, Doc, you worked for the Chargers forever, though. You know, the one thing I keep saying is I don't see them wanting to spend the 12 or $13 million it's going to take. That's what Sean Payton gets paid. That's what, like, an Andy Reid gets paid. I don't see the Chargers paying a Jim Harbaugh, using as an example, $12, $13 million to be their head coach. You know the, the team. You know the organization. What do you think about that? Well, you know, I wasn't on the finances side of it all. but Oh, you weren't? Oh, my bad. I was left out of that part, but let me just tell you, I mean, in theory with the more worth of the team and you get, you do realize every time the salary cap grows, which is the player pool, I mean, over half of it goes to the owners. So there's a lot of spare money to be made there besides all the different amenities and things that they sell. I'm not on that side. I I think they're going to have to make a decision. I know they really like Brandon Staley for a long time. Maybe that's finally changing, and uh, we'll be interesting to see what what moves that they uh, that they make there. Okay, uh, Alex, you want to lead off here with uh, with injury questions for Doc? Yeah, because tonight, Doc, I know we just finished talking about what we expect from Trubisky, but obviously Trubisky's playing. So mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett, though, I found this interesting: high ankle sprain, but had surgery. What it, what yeah. does that mean? It's probably the Tua surgery, right? The Alabama surgery for a high ankle, which means he came into the game with the high ankle. And, uh, you know, it's just extra protection. I don't know that it increases healing. I can promise you not to go off script that Trevor Lawrence will not have this surgery. I don't even think he has a high ankle sprain. I think that's a low ankle sprain. He's already out of a boot. And I still think there's a chance he could play this Sunday against the Browns. But Pickett's out for at least a few weeks uh, with uh, high ankle. And it's a tightrope surgery. It's just a little uh, sutures and little metal to hold the the bones together a little more stably. And uh, we'll see what happens. But for Thursday isn't night. Wild? Yeah. Isn't I that mean, wild, it, Doc, with Trevor Lawrence? Like, it looked like he, like, snapped in half. And, yeah. and and then now he's not even in a walking boot. And he had, like, four guys carrying him to the – because Browner was mad that there wasn't a golf cart. And it was just uh, like well, it, it, right, right. it was Colin Coward. Yeah, I know, but okay, but okay. So, so here's the deal: what we do is injury analysis, not injury reporting. And uh, actually, uh, uh, you know, I, I was up, you know, fixing, well, fixing dinner, opening up the the, uh, the delivery dinner. Uh, Hardwick was over; he was in town. He goes, "Oh, there's an injury. He doesn't look good." And I look at it, and we we analyze it together, like. The knee got folded up, but I don't think that's a ligament tear. The ankle was stepped on. That's an inversion ankle sprain. We don't see high. We don't see a fracture. We go, it's going to look much worse than it is. Now, of course, he didn't come back in the game. He was late in the game, and he looked a hot mess walking up the ramp. But I always say, judge the injury. Don't judge the reaction to the injury. If a player throws his helmet, doesn't mean his season is over. If a player limps until he can get some reinsurance, it doesn't mean it's season ending. And, of course, he's short of IR for sure, no surgery. I even addressed the cart thing that night. There was a bunch of chatter on it. I said, well, first of all, it's easy to second guess from afar. But I said, number one, a lot of times the player waves off the cart. And obviously, it's been said by Trevor Lawrence that he waved off the card. One time with the Chargers, I had a player who 
said, what do you think? I said, well, we'll see. He goes, no, no, I know you already know. And I said, you might have a tibial plateau fractured, a small one. He goes, how do you know that? He goes, There's no x-ray. I said, well, you know, hope not. Let's get, get on the cart. And he told me, no cart, walk me off. You know, arms around her shoulders, walked off. Years later, and I'm not saying the name of the player because I didn't get permission. He actually thanked me and said, thank you for letting me walk off the field because that turned out to be my last NFL play. And I got mm. to walk off the football field. Now, I'm not saying it's that dramatic for Trevor Lawrence, but he did ask to not get on the cart. The other thing is, if I can off a of video tell that there's not going to be a fracture, you don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars doctor that laid hands on his ankle on the field knew there was no fracture? I mean, he if there was a chance of a fracture, he would not have let him walk off even if he wanted to. And ankle sprains are often walked off. So that's kind of what we do. Browner, I mean, I'll give you another example. There was a ton of criticism initially with DeMar Hamlin because everyone was scared and everyone was saying, what the heck is that ambulance still doing on the field 25 minutes after he collapsed? Turn on the sirens and let's go. I was like, yeah, if you're in a country road somewhere and you don't have help, maybe you're trying to get to help, but even then it's stabilized first. You have 25 medical personnel on the field. You shut the door and you drive off. It's the driver, the ambulance guy in back and maybe one doctor you're more stable on the field and getting everything situated and there's no reasons to go sirens blaring out there. So that's kind of what we do. We try and explain the mechanics of the situation. Doc, let me, okay. Let me say, let me say this. Okay. Let me say this. <laughs> Good God. Where are we going? You are better than other doctors. Okay. Listen, some doctors are A plus doctors and some doctors are C doctors. They all graduate school. It's up to you to determine which one is different. I'm not saying the Jackson Jaguars doctor is good or bad, but if you know this kid is the franchise, this is five, four to five hundred million dollars. I'm putting him on a cart whether he likes it or not. Period. Because I'm trying to make sure that I have him in the best care. So when you say that a guy who remained nameless, that ended up being his last play. Yeah, brother, whatever you want to do, you can walk off, you cannot walk off. But if Phillip Rivers goes down. And you think that he should be carted off? You're gonna. Now, now I'm not gonna say. My question would be. I'm not gonna say what you would say. My question to you would be: Would you try to talk some sense into Philip that it is better to be on the cart? Oh, there's no question. If I believed you should be on the cart or something, I would try and talk sense into the player. But you have to understand, everything that we do is about customized care. What you do with Philip Rivers is not the same as LT. What you do with LT Week One is not the same as Week. 16 right and the types of injuries and you bring up philip rivers look i'm the guy who philip rivers urging when he tore his acl meniscus in the last game of the rca dome we scoped his knee because of his urgence urgency and he demanded to play in that afc championship game that was his only afc championship game ever and it was at new england and that was six days after an e-scope with a torn ACL. Not orthodox, not at all. We felt we could protect him with a brace. On the plane ride home, Philip already said, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, okay? And I could talk about this because he waved HIPAA, he's let me tell the story. I said, Philip, what's best for you is to take care of your knee and you know, move on. And he goes, no, 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 I'm gonna do this. And so even that Sunday night when we got home, I said, and we already got the MRI at my office that night. So at 8, 10 o'clock at night, we're like, look, he goes, let's do the surgery tomorrow morning. I want to play. 
I said, you think about it overnight. Then we'll talk and meet. Don't have anything to eat or drink. The next morning he came in, it was Norv Turner, James Collins, myself, and Philip. And I can tell you, Coach Turner said, Philip, take care of yourself. You're a young man. You got a long career. Billy's got this. Billy Volick. Billy's got this. Take care of yourself. And Philip's like, no, I want to play and I want to push the envelope. And he literally said, I don't know when this is for the Super Bowl. When, when will I next get a chance? Unfortunately, his words were were prophetic. That was his only chance to play for a Super Bowl. And he wanted to do it. We lessened the risk. Was there some risk? Yeah, maybe. But, you know, Philip wasn't exactly super mobile. And I think there has to be customized care. And it's easy to judge a doctor from afar and throw arrows and slings and you got to do this. Now, in the end, if they thought it was dangerous in some way and irreparable harm to him walking him off, yes, you should absolutely insist. But if you thought it wasn't necessarily ideal practices, but it wasn't going to do him any harm, then, you know, there's some judgment. And I would like to think that that as a patient that you would want a doctor that would want to consider what your circumstance is as opposed to go by the book and cookie cutter. Doc Chow from Six Score, SIC, Sports Injury Central, SixScore.com with some uh, old school San Diego Charger anecdotes to go along with this. Um, for anybody who's playing fantasy, for anybody who's playing these games, I'll tell you right now, uh, Six Score has been on fire here in the last couple of weeks. So use the information that Doc's got for you there. Um, and, and good luck to everybody, Alex, any specials or anything we need to promote for doc here as we, we, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Doug will let us do this again, doc. If you do a uh, promo code Kaplan, you'll get yeah. one free week of sick data. And, uh, with sick data, you also get the injury edge, which is their NFL matchup cheat sheet. And doc, I believe teams with a five plus six score are covering the spread at over 62%. That's yeah, but I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Two little things better. I heard the first part of your conversation about your prize picks and whatever. Take a look at Hunter Henry tonight, mm-hmm. because not because he's a former Charger, but because there's potentially there's at least two, if not three, key Steelers linebackers missing, and okay. with with Bailey Zappi the backup, not having Mondre Stevenson, you need some easy yards. So whether it's receptions two and a half or yards at about 22, take a look at Hunter Henry. The other thing, stick data is great. That's for people who want to do a lot of homework. If you want life easy, sign up this week. We've been so hot with what's going on. We'll guarantee you a winning week with the Sunday best five. Guarantee you a winning week or your money back. Uh, We've been hot on all those. The guarantee plays have been five and one so far this year. And uh, we'll extend that one, too, if you want to take the easy route and just know what the end results are on the picks. Okay. Doc Chow. Hey, you don't win. He gives you the money back. You buy it. You win. Great. You buy it. You don't. Doc's giving you your money back. Sixscore.com. Doc, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. All right, guys. Um, hey, I, as he Doc I was talking about the prize that, pick out of that, by the way. I, dude, I know. Well, you know what I'm doing? I'm going to take Hunter Henry. I did, too. I'm going to take Hunter Henry. To go for more than 23 and a half receiving yards. And I'm going to put it together with Giannis to go for more than 34 and a half points tonight against Indiana. What do you think? By the way, Browner, by the way, Browner. I did Hunter Henry two and a half receptions. Oh, Browner has been on fire with the obscure basketball two days ago. Serge Ibaka, I made the joke, but he nailed it over more than 12 and a half. And last night, 
Caitlin Clark balled out of her mind and she went over 26 and a half, more than 26 yep. and a half. So we're Wait, just Wait, what is that? Caitlin women's Clark? college basketball. Women's college oh. basketball. Okay. <laughs> they did a Sorry. special on it because she was about to break like some record or something. And yeah. Okay. Browner was like, oh, she's going to ball out tonight. More than 26 and a half for sure. Wow. Browner, um, if you have any obscure basketball ones, do, do what I'm doing. Take your picks, share them on Twitter. That's what I'm doing. I, just, I I'm playing a six uh a six. I don't know how you call it. I'm not exactly sure what As I should your call producer, it. Producer, did you put the uh, great friends link attached to that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to well, do. I'll that. I'll do that, dude. I just all I know is this: twenty dollar play to win five hundred bucks tonight on Prize Picks. Um, okay, listen for everybody that's on radio. Stay with us. We're coming right back, and we're going to jump back into the Juan Soto story. So radio listeners, we're going back to baseball, going back to Juan Soto and the reaction around San Diego. For everybody who's watching and listening on podcast, let's go get uncensored from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. All right, everybody getting uncensored here. Browner's getting ready to jump back in. There he is. Um, I love today's show. Um, I had an idea though, and I don't know what you think about this, Alex, you know, doc Chow comes on, you know, and doc has, is like, um, he wants to promote his services, you know, and he knows it better than anybody, but doc, doc can talk like Bill Walton style. You know, I was thinking about, um, even though doc is kind of the face of six score and he's the, the injury analysis, I actually think, you know, what they should maybe do is maybe they should put somebody else, um, out there as a face person, as a voice person, who talks just strictly about the gambling side of how the doctor's analysis creates the um, the six score itself, and mm -hmm. and and can can like talk in a fast sort of gamblingy kind of way. I don't know. What do you think, man? Do you think it would be bad if they had somebody else outside, in addition, not <clears throat> exclusively, outside of doc to do some talking for? Him? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if they have that guy though. Or person? Do you How think about they Dato? have that person? How about Dato? But is Dato is Dato back? Is Dato back out in front of the camera, kind of guy? He's he would. I, I'll put it to you this way. Let's do this, just for experiment purposes. Next mm -hmm. week, let's have Dato represent Six Score and have Dato tell us what Six Score says, rather than Doc talking about injuries. Because honestly, um, Doc talking about like the analysis of like putting together the ankle, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not. I'm not that interested. Okay. With with respect and love, of course. Text Craig. See if I'm he's going down. to. I'm going to. I'm going to call Great him. Catch up. I'm going to bang, 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 bang. Um, dude, that was the word of the year in 2012 when Manny Pacquiao kept destroying people in the yeah. ring. Bang, right? Yeah. Bang, bang. Guys, when we were talking to Fat Tony, we were getting down to the last 90 seconds or so. And I'm having all kinds of problems during that segment anyway, because my dog is attacking the plumber, you know, mm -hmm. and the plumber's just laughing because the plumber's 275. You mm -hmm. know, he's this power lifter dude. And he's like, this dog is looking at me like I'm a giant burrito. That's what he told mm -hmm. me. And, um, and he said, I don't know why people get mad. Um, you know, the dog's supposed to protect you. You're, you're, you're the dog's owner. And this is his house. In the last 90 seconds of that interview with fat Tony, I was about yeah. to shit my pants. Wow. Shocker. I was like this. Okay. Uh, mushroom life. Okay. Mushroom life. Browner talk about mushroom life. I'm going to go shit my pants. And like, as soon as the segment, I was like, I gotta go. What'd you uh, eat today? I haven't eaten anything. A uh, protein shake. 
That would do it. Mm. That was like coffee and an apple kind of situation. Yeah. I heard that's pretty explosive. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Um, Fat Tony sent me a text. Fat Boy had surgery on his ankle, and he's mm -hmm. in a lot of pain, and he refuses to take like pain pills. So he asked me, he's like, hey, does Mushroom Life have pain medication? So I sent a text over to Brett Weiss while we were on the air. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Brett's the owner. And uh, Brett Weiss said to me, he goes, dude, um, we have all these products that would be perfect. And I said, well, he, the kid's in the army. You know, I just have to ask, do you pass drug tests on all these things? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, 100%. No, no problem at all. He's like, and um, and so I sent him like a, a picture of his foot and the x-ray. And um, and he's like, dude, uh, he's like, tell me where to send it to him. I'll send it to him right nice. now. So how about that? But if you can take marijuana, mm -hmm. promo code amazing for the month of December. Today mm -hmm. is Thursday, since we didn't get to highlight yeah. of the day. Today's Thirsty Thursday, Browner's favorite. 30% off St. Ives, 30% off Paps Labs, 30% off Not Your Father's Root Beer, all happening at Tory in California. Dude, I went in there. I cleaned out the time I, before Thanksgiving. I went in there, had a nice little run. Mm -hmm. took my, Scott, took my Scott cleaned out. You cleaned out. Everyone's cleaning out, huh? Liquids, Dude. though. Liquids, man. Li uh, I might have been out. liquids for Scott, too, that he was cleaning oh, out. Oh, well, yeah. Clearly, he cleaned out more ways than one. Mm -hmm. dude i uh, spider-man onesie mm -hmm. i i don't understand I, like i was uh, these are just regular underwear they're like long but you got to understand bro. like the color scheme yeah looks exactly -Man, like bro. the spider-man uh, uh, yeah we don't want to see it again okay all right. <laughs> all right was that the first time you've ever shown your underwear on the show I probably think, yeah. so but i didn't yeah. like the funny thing is is this guy's wearing these pants he's got a belt around his pants but the pants are below the ass in the back right so like, right. what is he, wh why does he think that's comfortable? So I pulled my Maybe pants they don't down. fit above his ass. No, I looked at him, you know, like I was like, oh, he could easily do this. <laughs> Check out his ass. <laughs> the funniest that, fucking part is, the funniest fucking part is that, that you fucking showed ass crack on purpose just to match the vibe. Oh my God. Just to match the vibe. What are you doing? All right, hey, is Lawhead coming in tomorrow? Why or you guys you by yourselves? Oh I haven't God. even asked Lawhead, dude. I always forget. Not that I, not that you need him. I mean, not at all. You know, it just dude, it just relieves busy. a little bit of pressure, a little bit of pressure for you, Alex. You know. All right, listen, everybody. Hey, guys, we're back tomorrow. I will tell you though, I'm I'm headed to Pittsburgh tomorrow because I'm going to see my son graduate college. Uh, 150 kids are graduating in this class. You know, I mean, I'm sure in the like, you know. In May, it's probably be like 500 kids because it's a small school, but um, only 150 kids. So I'm like, yo, let's go. Let's make this thing move. Let's go. Hey, we got things to Otani, do. Otani, get off your ass. We need content tomorrow. I need by at least 8 a.m., bro. I need you signed, sealed, and delivered somewhere. I don't give a fuck where it is. I need you to sign somewhere because we need some content to take us out outside of the football picks, which we also did make today. Hey, I have a question. Oh, uh, yeah. Scott, you want to make picks? picks? Real quick. Just let's you make do picks. it real quick. We'll do it tomorrow. Okay. Uh, let me put this shit on screen real quick because I don't remember the lines. All right, Scott. Uh, mm -hmm. Chargers minus three against the Broncos. Where's the game? In the LA. Does it matter? It doesn't know. Well, it matters a little bit, but I'm okay. I'm taking the Broncos. Look at me undefeated. I know. Look at me undefeated. Ooh, y'all show try to keep that quiet this week. I see what y'all did. Mm -hmm. Uh. No, we talked about it. We talked about. It. I'm definitely taking the. I'm definitely taking the. Uh, Ra the better, Rams the at Baltimore. Rams at Baltimore. Rams are plus seven. Mm. Um, I'm not getting drunken in by what the Rams have done the last two weeks. Screw it. I'm going Baltimore. Baltimore. Smart. Minus seven. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Raiders. Who the hell are they playing? They're forgot. playing your Vikings. Oh, yeah. The Vikings. Raiders <laughs> three-point favorites. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, I hate this game. I absolutely hate this game. Screw Here, it. I'll I take the Raiders. Disgusting. I'm going to take the Raiders just because that's what I'm going to root for. Game disgusting. And your team, the Browns, three-point faves. <laughs> Against the Jags. I'm going to take the uh, Browns only because they're home. It's going to be kind of cold. It's going to be wet, muddy, and I don't know what the, the situation is with the Jacksonville quarterback. So I'll take the Browns. All right, got it. So Denver plus three, Baltimore seven points, Vegas plus three, Cleveland minus three. Yeah, don't love any of those games. Me neither. But we got to play them for the show. For the brand. Yeah, for the brand. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to go. We're out of here. Next back on. Bandwidth, people. Back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't commit. Congratulations, man. That's awesome for Justin, dude. By the way, just throwing yeah, that out man. there. That's yeah, man. fucking awesome, dude. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Bro. And uh enjoy yourself out there and enjoy the Browns game too. Dude, he better mm-hmm. freaking he better freaking graduate. In other words, you know, he took a test earlier today, math test, and um he told me he's like <laughs> he's like I have this grade right now in the class. I need this on the test to pass. Right. And I'm like, "Brother, you better get that. And he went to the the teacher after and he goes, yeah. Hey, um, I'm just curious, like, when will you have this graded? Because I'm graduating on Saturday. So on Thursday, he says to the teacher, mm-hmm. I'm graduating on Saturday. Girl, I need to pass this test. You want to hear something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, same shit happened to me. I needed to get, I could not get a C minus because it was part of my minor. So they don't allow C minuses. I had to get at least a C. Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen. I'm walking on Saturday regardless. Like, my family's coming. I'm fucking graduating. Whether I get the piece of paper in the month, I don't know. But I'm fucking walking. And brother, and brother, I got a C minus. And nice. no one ever noticed. And I still got my diploma. No way. No way. Yeah. Nice. Dude, dude, you want to? Hey, listen to this. My son said to me, he goes, Hey, dad, you know, you got to pay the school. I go, Pay him for what? And he goes, For my classes. And I go, Well, Nobody's sending me a bill. Nobody's sending me an email. Nobody's saying, hey, you got to go into this portal and pay anything. Like, I, I've paid stuff along the way, but I I, I don't know how Wait to. Wait they call you. Wait till they so call you. He goes, Dad, they're going to wind up holding my diploma. I go, do you need the paper? Yeah. Does you anybody have the paper? Uh, I mean, do you have to have it? And whoever asked you for it. Right. And, yeah. and the other thing is, it's like, unless you're planning on going to grad school, do you put it this way? Right. Do, do you need to actually physically get the paper? I don't know where mine is. And, okay. So mine, <laughs> I, I, I actually have my diploma. Like, I don't know how it got this way. Maybe my mom did. I don't know. It's in a, it's in a little bit of a frame. It's hanging here in my office. Um, but it was $3,400. I had to pay the school 3,400 bucks this week to finish up. Like, and he's, I'm like, why was it so much? Like I took all these classes this semester so I could get done this semester. So I didn't have to stay another semester just to take a couple of classes. Mm-hmm. So he, he get that, better get that paper. I just Best paid for it. Paper. Better, better get that paper. Better get that D on that test, pal. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to go. Back All tomorrow. Right, Peace out. Much-